about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Stephen. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season three, episode nine, four, two, tango. I love this episode. I don't know how you were feeling about it, but I I loved it. <laughs> I just loved it. I really, really, really liked it too. Um, I did remember bits and pieces of it. Um, you know, the whole reason I started this podcast was one out of boredom and two, I needed to do something creative. But the main reason was to watch Dawson's Creek as a 40 something and sort of like have a different perspective on it from the time I watched it back then as like a teen or young adult and watching it back now. It really is like watching it for the first time because I I listen to these conversations they're having with each other and some of it's so laughable, <laughs> like, so dumb. <laughs> but um, yeah, it makes me it, ma- it makes me go, wow, I really like this character back then. I can't yeah. stand them now. <laughs> it's very enlightening, but I'm enjoying it a lot. Like, Good. I'm going to be so sad, Jamie, when this is all over, because I feel like I'm really going to miss these people. But I, for the most part, back to the episode, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good episode. It's setting up for the future of Pacey and Joey Mm -hmm. and um, the whole dynamic with Dawson and Pacey and Joey and their triangle. So I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I never really understood why they put the two of them together back then when I watched it. But the more I'm watching it now, I really like their chemistry. Yeah. Yep. yep. I'm loving yep. it. I did a little cheer when we got towards the end there and Jen and Pacey were like, this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. And then we saw how like jealous Joey got, you know, I don't, she didn't even realize, she doesn't even realize it. They both don't even realize it at this point. And I love it because if you're paying attention, you see it, they don't even know. And we, we know, you know, and I I just love that. It really is like a natural progression of somebody having feelings for somebody and they don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. Like when we were watching the first season and we knew how hard she was in love with Dawson, her best friend. And he sort of felt in a way obligated to give in to her feelings. Cause I don't necessarily think Dawson really loved Joey at that time. I feel like he like learned to love Joey differently in season two, but her feelings towards Dawson were so like, I don't know how to explain it. Like they were like, she was like a hundred percent. I'm in love with this kid that I've known my best friend that I've known my whole life. And like, what will I do if he doesn't reciprocate that? And, you know, watching that back, I don't think he necessarily like loved her the way she loved him. But so it was, it was almost like very obvious, but watching it was, it was, that's what it was. It was so obvious to the viewers and to her who she was in love with at that time. But now watching the progression of Joey yeah. and Pacey, it's like, it's going to hit her like a Mack truck where she's it like. Hits, it hits them both, definitely. But I think what's really interesting, just, you know, kind of thinking about it is, I don't think if I remember correctly, Dawson didn't even have any 
interest in Joey at all until after he found out that Joey had feelings for him. Right. Yeah. At that point, he's like, huh. So it wasn't I feel like it wasn't like a natural progression into having romantic feelings for her. It was something that just kind of like got brought to his attention and made him kind of maybe try to view her differently so you know what i mean yeah like he was obligated to do it right i mean (laughs) not even that it was obligation it was just like huh i never thought of that i mean yeah maybe it could work you know what i mean like it wasn't something where he was like outwardly attracted and like i'm gonna pursue this girl i you know i've woken up to my feelings it was like oh i don't know let me try it out you know maybe you know (laughs) like exactly uh, i um What's so great about Joey and Pacey is it's it's natural, it's slow, mm-hmm. and then before they know it, they're in too deep, um, and we get to see it, and they don't even know what's happening. And I, I, that's my favorite thing about their relationship, and then just their chemistry and how they react to each other, even after they've been they're together, and then even later when they're not together anymore, but they're still interacting with each other. Like their their chemistry is just. It's phenomenal. And this is why I stand them so much. And it's just, <laughs> they did a fantastic job. Okay. I love them together. So excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, I feel like, I feel like this episode sort of is getting like the ball rolling with the whole storyline. So I was like happy. I was really happy with this. Um, you know, we're just coming off of that horrible Blair Witch episode, <laughs> Witch Island <laughs> episode, and the Thanksgiving episode, um, which I feel like. You know, the Blair Witch was such a filler episode and the Thanksgiving episode was a way for Jen to have some kind of closure with her mom and the Eve storyline. So it needed to happen. Yeah, like they had to write these stories that just to get the audience caught up. So now they're like fully focused in on what they're story relationships again it's all about relationships now the relationships to each other uh and to other people like now we have not only just this happening with the four of them but we've got jack you know exploring you know his relationship thing too so he's got you know this this person that he ends up meeting through instant message by the way i cannot wait to talk about aolaim or any of that stuff i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) i miss that you know it was so much fun to just be able to log on your computer and you know talk to your friends online i use it all the time i love right? it me too now everything's text message so nobody does that anymore and if you do god bless you i want to be your friend <laughs> I know. Um, but you know we've got we've got the whole thing going on with jack too so i am just i'm very i'm very excited i love this episode and yeah you know, I... episodes they were kind of rough so it's nice that this they hit you with this and you're like yes this is what we want right now, you know? <laughs> I really, uh, really felt Jack with his story this episode. But at the same time, I was sort of like kind of over it. I was like, Jack, just fucking go in and talk to the kid. But we'll get into it when we get, we'll to get that. into it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I really like this episode. Plus, you know, plus I like tangoing. <laughs> whatever square dancing they were doing square dancing but i mean they were moving in square formation so no i wasn't talking about that i was talking about this skype like app that i used to use when i would talk to my sister it was called tango do you remember Uh, that no i I never used tango (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) i'm like thinking about this really hard like no it was always AIM and uh, 
there was kick but i think kick is more of like a dating thing so oh tango is still around oh wow uh, really yeah that's cool i mean good to know <laughs> well microsoft has teams now which we use for work I know, and that's but... that's kind of like the same thing they have to be everybody has to be a part of teams. i feel but... like teams is like zoom i can just get on zoom and just like talk to people then yeah, but does Zoom, I guess it does have the message capability to message people directly. What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about this. Because we started talking about AIM and then you said something about Tango. Tango. Yeah, it's your fault. You did this. <laughs> I'm not engaging, even though I started it. By the way, we, we set to record at 8 o'clock. And we both logged on at like 7.55. Uh-huh. And it is now just 7 past 10. And <laughs> we are now just recording. This <laughs> we had a lot to catch up on. So there was yeah. a lot of bullshitting that was happening before we started to actually record. <laughs> I honestly wonder if people would love to hear the dumb shit we talk about. <laughs> I don't know if they'd want to hear the stuff I was just talking about. <laughs> well, today was an exception. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about stuff that I don't know if people would, would really, I don't, I don't think I'd want people to hear. So. Uh, I know that I wouldn't. That'd be just awkward. <laughs> awkward. I wouldn't be able to show my face in school again. <laughs> That's it. Change my name, dye my hair, cut, and I'm moving to another country. Bye. <laughs> skipping town i'm skipping town like jen was gonna do at the end of season two i'm skipping country (laughs) (laughs) jamie's going to korea (laughs) jamie's just gonna leave and then that'll be that'll be that all right country where you know we don't speak each other's languages and we find (laughs) new life experiences new life experience just just throw me head first (laughs) well Before we dance into this episode, Jamie, <laughs> why don't we do a quick catch up? Um, so what's new with you? What's going on with you, girl? Tell me. Uh, <laughs> I've had an emotional week. So Yeah, you have. Saturday, I saw the new Jurassic World movie, Dominion. Mm-hmm. The last one, I, uh, from my understanding, that they'll ever make, which really, really makes me sad. I'm not going to get into it. Um, but I loved it. It was a great, great movie. I really liked how they had a lot of like Easter eggs or nods into the first film, you know, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park from 93. I just, I love the entire Jurassic Park franchise, whatever they've got going on. I love it. The dinosaurs. And I've always, there's always been one of my favorite movies. Like they never scared me. Like the first one's supposed to be really freaking scary. You know yeah. what I mean? And when you're a kid, it's supposed to scare you. I love them. I was not the one that was hiding from the dinosaurs. I was sitting in front with popcorn or whatever. And I was just like, yes, what happens next? Guy on the toilet. Whoop. He's dead. You know, like, yeah. I just loved it. So um, it was great. We got to see it at the little, we have a little tiny movie theater in our neighborhood. Literally. It's like one movie theater. It's, oh, wow. It's one theater. Yeah. It's, they play one, one movie. Like, two two or three times a day and that's it um so cool it's yeah it's really cool it's it's cute um so we went there because it's like seven dollars yeah for a ticket and it was it's like walking distance which is was there a lot of people there no oh that's awesome and we went at the we went at night it was the six or six or seven o'clock like viewing i mean there's like 30 or 40 people in the theater it's you know not even that's probably i'm probably being exaggerative there were like two families 
and a couple older couples. <laughs> like I love going to the movies when there's nobody there. Yeah, it, they're not. It's not like the hustle and bustle of going to like um, I don't even know. Like a like an AMC type. <laughs> right, AMC or or whatever you whatever you have. AMC's. Yeah. What did you say? Like a big chain. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's it's just like a. I think when we first moved in here, it wasn't even open, and then they re- like renovated it and then opened it. And I think like volunteers and stuff, like they're always accepting donations and stuff. So I think it's mostly like oh. nonprofit volunteering stuff thing. Oh, I like that. I would go there all yeah. the time. Then I would go there by myself if it was that close. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you want to go when they're playing movies that you like, but they play. I mean. They're cool. I think they're only playing that one, and then there's another one that they're going to be playing, and I can't remember the name of it. I have to. They ever do? Do they ever do like old movies, like revival type things, where they'll play like a movie from like the '80s or something? I want to say yes, but I don't know. Like I've only been there like a handful of times. I'd have to look at their website. They have a website. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, send it to me. I like to see it. Um, but it's cool. Like they have alcohol. Oh, alcohol there, and they have a little (laughs) snack bar. (laughs) <laughs> it's freaking great <laughs> um i love stuff like that when i was a kid we had like this tiny little movie theater in our mall that's no longer there and my uncle would take us every saturday and i went to the movies all the time i actually saw the first jurassic park in the theaters at that movie theater so i uh, I, uh, I really really want to see the new one too it's really really good yeah i didn't see the first movie in movie theater because I was only three years old, but <laughs> <laughs> so then I was thirteen. Watch it, yeah. <laughs> um, the perks of you know living in a more rural area, I guess. We'll have to come visit and then we'll stay at your house. <laughs> I'm inviting myself. <laughs> totally fine. There's nothing that exciting though um, out here that I found. But so I did that. I saw that, and then there was that whole fiasco with. BTS and Jamie, do you want to get into this or do you want to? <laughs> no, I don't want to that, it was I don't an emotional to, roller coaster. I don't okay? want you to get upset. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an, there's a lot of confusion with the translations, and uh, needless to say, it was a, a not fun like 24 to 40 hours because <laughs> you know chaos is happening in the states and most of Korea is probably asleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's just nuts. It was Everybody nuts. in the BTS army is like jumping out of windows right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not even and they're funny. on and they're on a first floor house. They're not even jumping out of high windows. <laughs> it was it was just a lot of uh, really upset, happy, bittersweet, and also really sad people because it was almost like a shock, <laughs> I guess. But you know, things have been cleared up. I don't. I, I mean, I care, but I'm just happy for them they deserve everything i mean they're literally at the peak of their career right now breaking records and everything that they're doing i said to you they're like the biggest band in the world they're They're not gonna break up there's no way they're just taking the time to collect themselves and work on a couple solo projects and and do whatever they got to do you know they're getting older but bts forever okay If you haven't figured it out, Jamie loves BTS. You guys haven't figured it out. I really, really do. (laughs) Very easily, might I add. They just kind of, they hit me like a brick to the face. I mean, I was shocked when you started 
I was yeah. shocked when he started talking to me about it. I was like, oh, everybody was like, what? So to give you guys backstory, most of the music that I was listening to before uh, BTS found me was metal. OK, metal core, oh, yeah. metal, you know, I mean, I would I would travel back in time and, you know, hit up the punk rock and the, the emo and the, you know, the screaming music and, and all of that stuff back then, too. Music but- that sounds like this. <laughs> No, they're not barking. <sighs> and I, I don't barking. listen I to singing. the music where they have like when they sound like squealing pigs. That's a little too much for me. But um, <laughs> you know, metalcore and, and metal and and that's like rock. I was listening to rock. Okay, okay. <laughs> going to Slipknot concerts and just enjoying my life as a metalhead. Now, um, I was playing my Oculus. For those of you who are like, what the hell's an Oculus? It's a virtual reality gaming console that you put on your head and you've got, you know, controllers in your hands that kind of remind you of like the Wii stick, but not. Um, it's really cool. Uh, there are some games that make you nauseous if you get motion sickness. I don't recommend it. But uh, this one game that I play that I love is called Beat Saber. And it's like you have two lightsabers in your hand and it's like playing Tap Tap Revolution. If you guys ever played that on your phones way back when that was popular, like 10 years ago, oh, I know. Um, but they still they still making those games. They're just called something else now. But, you know, it's a little beat thing with your fingers, only you're doing it with your arms and your body and you're working out essentially to music. Right. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so there was a BTS pack that came out and I just listened to a couple of clips of their songs and it sounded like a lot of fun. It was like, okay, you know, beats. I like their, the sound of their music. So I bought the pack, got to mic drop and fell in love. So <laughs> mic drop is a name of a song. I went there and then I went right to Spotify when I got done with my Oculus training <laughs> and looked up mic drop. Then I looked up their more recent-ish album of Map of Soul, and I listened to that, and then I listened to it again, and then I listened to it while I was cleaning, and then my mom and my aunt visited, not my aunt, but my mom and I guess my cousin, uh, they visited me, came in, and we're dancing along with it. I'm like, everybody likes BTS, this is a win, and I have not climbed out of the Korean K-pop hole yet. (laughs) (laughs) So... And that was Jamie's origin story about how she <laughs> fell in love with BTS. <laughs> this, that's my origin story. That's how I found them because it shocks everybody. I, I think everybody's a little bit confused, but I don't care. I don't think it's confusing. I think it's like normal. Well, I mean, I have a pretty eclectic taste in music to be yeah, I mean, I listen to everything. My I just understanding. Primarily dabbled. Yeah, I just primarily dabbled with metal, but I listened to whatever um like even celtic certain celtic music i love it german music i don't know stuff in other languages other countries i don't care if i like the beat why am i i don't need to know what they're saying you know (laughs) it's not about what the words are it's just how the songs make you feel anyways if i haven't chalked it up and made you a little bit curious i'm not doing my job right guys check them out if you haven't already literally if you haven't heard of them by now you must live under a rock. And hey, I live there too. But let me help lift that rock up a little bit. Let me blow your mind. No. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just kidding. Can we move on now? <laughs> yeah, I really like their song Butter. And I like their other song. Dynamite. I think yeah. you're talking about Dynamite. I think that yeah. They have like four songs that are completely in English. And those two are two of them. Oh, I didn't know that. 
<laughs> three or four. They have like a couple songs that are completely in English. And I get them. and I get a daily um, during work. Jamie sends me pictures of them through through Microsoft Teams every day, <laughs> and I go, "Which one is this again?" <laughs> And then I Google them. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I do. Well, because it's not just BTS that I listen to. Now that I have these playlists and stuff, Spotify does not help me. It it literally enables me. It's an enabler. Um, and, it, and they're doing their job. It's doing its job, definitely. But they, I've discovered other groups. I'm loving every minute of it. Totally happy. Don't care. Oh, <laughs> that makes me happy for you. Good. As you should be. Look, so, I was I was so upset when Jerry left the Spice Girls, and I knew what that yeah. meant. At mm-hmm. least all the members are still intact. So, you know, and know. then and then Jesse left Little Mix, and we all saw that coming. So. And then there's One Direction. That's what everybody was talking about. Uh, they were like, "Oh my god, it's like we're all traumatized from One Direction." Now, well, let me get this straight, so everybody. I. Don't know anything about One Direction. I never listened to them. The only song I really like of theirs is called Night Moves, I think. I only think the, the oh. only thing I know about One Direction is it had Harry Styles in it. And I know like a couple of Harry Styles songs because I've heard of them and I actually like his songs. So I'm sure I probably could like One Direction now that I have this like pop thing going on. <laughs> I could probably try and give them a listen, but. Oh, it's called Night Changes. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> I called it Night Moves. I don't know why. <laughs> Sounds like an 80s song. That's it. Yeah, I think it's a different <laughs> song. <laughs> um, <laughs> night Moves. Yeah, sure. I think that's what I hear in my head. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hearing too. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> I got you. See, eclectic music taste. I just never tried K-pop before and now I'm Ugh, I'm all in it. Terry's like, why don't you just move to Korea? I'm like, don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> why, exactly. All I watch are K dramas, listen to K pop. Like, that's all I do. Don't tempt me. He comes home one day and there's just a note left, and you're like, you told me to move. <laughs> and I'm like, Jamie, are you still going to do the podcast with me? <laughs> oh my God. We'd be like 13 hour difference. I know. It's so <laughs> annoying. Um, um well, I am happy for you. I'm happy that you're uh, over your nervous breakdown and <laughs> <laughs> that you saw the oh, Jurassic that. Park film. Yeah, it was great. So I um, think it's hilarious that you love the Jurassic Park movies because I've been wanting to rewatch them. I put the first one on last night because I, I watched Twister and then I put on Jurassic Park because I was like falling asleep. So... Um, I'm going to have to get all caught up with watching them because I have always been obsessed with like dinosaurs, but I've never really been like a huge like Jurassic Park fan. But there's this uh, series on Apple TV right now where they talk about how dinosaurs were on the earth. It's like a five part series or something. So I want to watch that. It looks really, really good. Yeah. I think what always just fascinated me even to this day is that there were these creatures that were on this earth like these 
ginormous creatures that were on this earth. And I think it's crazy that people don't believe that dinosaurs existed when there's like well, those people are stupid. There's like fossils and bones that there that is proof have. underneath yeah. your feet. But proof. that's what they have. There, there is proof underneath <laughs> your feet. That's like when they tell you that you know Earth is flat. No, okay, we don't live in a square. We live in a round Earth. It, it, it's it's literally a planet. Um, yeah, called flat earthers. <laughs> it's a flat Earth. Anyway. The shows are great. I like the documentaries when they came on, so I'll have to I'll have to check that one out. You'll have to send me the details. Yeah, it looks really, really interesting. Isn't it just weird to think that there was like a dinosaur that could fly in like the way that they describe it? I mean, yeah. But it's not that weird to think that there are like massive lizards that live in like the ocean somewhere or like these ginormous fish that live there like that's that almost look like prehistoric looking like i was talking to justin about this the other night and he was like no you're right but like i was like but people think it's like so bizarre but we have still have seen- creatures that are we like do, especially ones that live in the deep sea because they didn't need to yeah. evolve well, other than that, I had like a pretty productive Saturday morning. Jamie, we finally got rid of our fucking TV that we've had for months. Our town was doing an e-waste thing at the park. Uh, cool. And they took it right out of my car and took it. And I'm telling you, it feels like all the weight of that TV is off my shoulders now because Good. it's been driving me crazy because you can't just throw a TV away. And my sister told me she just put hers out on the curb and they took it. But I was like, well, I'm not doing that because I'm not going to worry if somebody doesn't take it. And then there's a fucking TV out front of my house for like however long. Yeah. yeah. But finally took care of that. And then I was like running around all morning because I thought I had my niece's birthday party that night. So I came home. I was getting everything situated. I was like, I got to jump in the shower because this is starting soon. Meanwhile, I was like, I don't feel like going anywhere right now. Like, I just want to stay home. I look at my daily planner and it's for next weekend. And I said, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I found, I found the, um, the mm-hmm. invitation and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe it. Oh, wow. So I don't Sorry, know. I, I never know when anything is. If I don't put it in my calendar and set myself reminders like a week beforehand, I'm just, it, it smacks me in the face. I'm like, that was today. Uh, well, yeah, that's, I write everything in my planner. So I was like, but I kept thinking it was last weekend. It's so weird, but I was so happy though because I ended up just I I didn't eat anything that whole day because I was out running around and I ordered Chick-fil-A and I ended up just relaxing and really just did nothing. I'm just really looking forward to this weekend and we have awful Monday. Like kayaking. Yeah, you're you're getting to go away. I'm actually going to my niece's birthday party this weekend because it's this week. I'm not really going away. I don't know if any of you guys are, are kayakers, but there is nothing more relaxing than sitting on a little boat with a drink in your hand and trees and birds and just silence and the you know water lapping against your boat. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. It's gonna be so peaceful. <laughs> You're like falling asleep. <laughs> I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I can't wait to go kayaking. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, before we both fall asleep, why don't we get into this episode? Okay. Yeah, we should probably do that. It's eleven o'clock now, guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, if we didn't stop fucking talking to each other, we'd get this done earlier. <laughs> Hopefully, we can get this done in forty-five minutes. What do you think? All right, that's our goal. Let's do this. All right, so we are recapping season three, episode nine, four to tango. 
aired December 1st, 1999, directed by James Whitmore Jr. and written by Gina Fatore. <laughs> I don't know how to say her name. all right so we open in dawson's bedroom except dawson's not there no no he's not in his bedroom probably for the best at this point (laughs) (laughs) we see pacey and jen having a heavy makeout sesh in dawson's bed which i thought was so disgusting yeah that was that was skeevy so disrespectful it's very rude yeah i don't know (laughs) so weird You'll never catch me in somebody else's bed like that. Like. Me either. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. So they both stop and Pacey looks at Jen and he says, nothing. You? And she says, nothing. So they're both like really upset because they're still doing this whole thing where they're friends with benefits and they're trying to hook but the up. the benefits is not working because they really are not like attracted to each other. I they're feel like. friends with yeah. no benefits. No benefits. But they're trying so hard to make it work. I think part of that is the problem too. They're they're trying yeah. to make it shouldn't it, it shouldn't be that hard. You just no, just, it should not be that if hard. If they're literally trying to just fuck each other, they should just be able to fuck each other. It doesn't make sense. It's like they're trying to put They're overthinking in it. it way too much. Yeah. And I like I, I mean, we kind of we'll probably pick up on it a little bit, but did you get like so they're supposed to have like no strings attached, but like the gen seem a little like possessive a little bit yeah. at certain parts. I'm like, is she getting jealous too? Like, come she on. She was, but I think it's because it was Joey. Well, it was definitely because it was Joey. Because she had dealt with it already with Dawson. She was like, great, I'm dealing with this. I mean, she says so it later. It, she does. She does bring that up. But it's not supposed to matter because it's not supposed to be strength. So why do you care? No, you're you're right. Well, that's This is why it's not working because they care too much about each other. Apparently. Um, they both think it's weird because every time they get together to have sex, there's no sexual tension. So at the same time, they both say, is it me? No, no, no. Is it, is it me? It's not me. It's, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> and they're kind of like laughing about it. And they just don't understand what the issue is. And they're both highly sexually charged people with a healthy track record, which is what Pacey says. Jen says, and look at the measures we've gone through today. And Pacey says he's come properly equipped and he pulls out his condoms in his front pocket. And Jen says that they picked the perfect locale. And Pacey says that Dawson and Mitch are both at school for the afternoon. And the window's always open, which is something we always say about his fucking rooms. <laughs> the window's always open. Even when it's storming outside, that window is probably open. <laughs> always open. He pulls Jen up to face him like they're face to face now. It's kind of it was kind of sexy actually, and he tells her that the idea was sheer genius on her part. And she says, "Graham's always said that ladder was an invitation to sin." And they start kissing again, and then they stop. And he tells her that it's starting to get depressing. So she tells him that they should give it a week, and they'll keep trying in hopes that whatever sexual spark that once flickered will burn again. Which is also weird because last episode or at the was it last episode or the end? One of the episodes, the, she mentioned something about not kissing because it's too personal. But yeah, all they do is and now they're kissing. That's what all I'm saying. I just don't. Uh, I don't know. It's just not going to work. <laughs> it's just it's a it's a. Mess I just wanted this, this train wreck part. to end. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get your wish. Thank gosh for that. So they're sitting on the edge of the bed. They're putting their shoes on, and we hear a door slam. Like a, somebody came in the house. And Pacey, Pacey like perks up 
And he asks Jen if he heard someone come into the house. So they both start to get all like uh, panicky. panicky. Yeah. And she grabs all of her shit and she jumps out the window and he puts his coat on and he jumps off the side of Dawson's bed and lands on the floor and he's holding the uh, control panel. So before before you move on, I'm so confused by this. If he was so concerned, he should have just grabbed his coat, grabbed his shoes and left the bedroom right behind Jen, worried about, you know, putting the socks and shoes and stuff on either on the roof or at the bottom on the ground when he's already out of the house. Like, why are you going to sit there and fumble with it and then just throw yourself on the ground and grab, you know, the PlayStation controller? <laughs> Maybe he felt like it was too late because he was going to get caught. Because I thought the same thing, Jamie. I was like, why did he just out himself? He took awesome. too long putting on his jacket. He was putting on his jacket and hopping around. And I'm like, dude, just grab your shit and leave. That's what Jen did. She didn't put her jacket on. She just dove. She was out the door or the I window. I feel like they would have seen them anyway if there was somebody outside. So I don't know. I, if they're already inside, then at that point they could just say, yeah, well, we just got here. And, you know, I mean, Jen lives right next door. So that's true. I just I don't know. I guess because they needed they needed <laughs> they needed this interaction between them. They needed the interaction because Dawson needs to find the condom and link the condom to Pacey. But exactly. Um. Oh, yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Well, that's when Dawson walks in and he looks all confused and Pacey is just trying to act normal. And he's like, he's like, hey, man, what's happening? And he's just sitting on the floor playing Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot power. <laughs> By the way, I have all the Crash Bandicoots. <laughs> I think I have. I think I have one of them. And Crash Team Racing. <laughs> I used to love Crash Bandicoot. I used to play it all the uh-huh. time. Dawson comes in and catches Pacey and Dawson's confused why he's in his room and Pacey's just trying to act natural, even though he just landed on his side on the floor, his hardwood floor. And the impact of him falling was like, boom. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, because it was totally natural. Like, that's how you were playing Crash Bandicoot in the air. Whee! <laughs> look at me, look at me. So Pacey asks Dawson what he's doing home and he said that he had a dentist appointment. Now he came back to get his books. Pacey's like, oh, I have any cavities. <laughs> He's like, no. He's like, how did you get in? And I was like, what do you mean? How did he get in? Your window's fucking open all the time. What kind and of question is that? How, do you, how did Eve get in when she broke in? He didn't even question how Eve no. really got in the house, but he's going to question his best friend who's right. been coming and goings for years. Come on, Dawson. <laughs> so what? <laughs> so Pacey's avoiding the question and he says, is that is the VCR clock right? If it is, I really should be getting to school. And Dawson just looks really confused. He's like, Pacey, are you forgetting something? Because Pacey's like trying to leave. And he's like, I don't think so. And Dawson's like, you're only wearing one shoe. And the camera <laughs> pans down to his feet and he only has one shoe on. And they just, and they cut back to his face and he's like, oh well that's me pacey (laughs) and then we cut to the opening credits (laughs) he did not play that off well at all (laughs) so sketchy he could have been honest with him i don't know i feel like he could have and just said i needed to borrow your room (laughs) i had a friend come over and not get into it so now we cut to andy and jack they're outside at Caveside High, and it's clearly like winter out now because they're in heavy coats. 
And Jack shows her a pile of emails that he got from people who saw his interview from the news as Cape Side's first gay football player. <laughs> and Andy's like, that's amazing, Jack. How many people that you've reached? It's amazing. I honestly didn't mind Andy this episode. Me I either. Love- I really was super happy with how supportive she was being with her brother and like, and all of that. She wasn't annoying to me at all. In this no, she was it made like me happy because I started to feel bad for bagging on her so much. And I mean, I'm sure that's what the intent was behind the directors and the writers, but I was just like, can we give Andy a break? Can we like her again? And we, at least I do it, you know, in this episode. Yeah, I liked her this episode too. And I thought that they were like, they were lightening her up a little bit because she's been so dark since she came back to the show. She's like evil Willow. <laughs> yeah. But this episode, she was there for her brother. She had no other like obligations in the story mm-hmm. to be manipulative or you know, have some sort of like side story where she's like lying about something or being just fucking annoying. So I was happy that they wrote her this way this week because it was almost like last season where she was like very lovable and like you were always rooting for her, you know, and just seeing her relationship with her brother. It was nice. It helped a lot. It was really nice. Yeah. She was like kind of bring us back off of the hating the hating Andy wagon. (laughs) It was. Yeah. Exactly. So Jack pulls out a nasty email that says, Dear Homo, too bad Capeside didn't make it to regionals. Our linebackers are looking forward to playing Smear the Queer. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was rude. And Andy tries to make him feel better by saying he's probably a closet case anyway. And I wrote, it made me like her for a second. So clearly I'm starting to like Andy in this episode at this part. <laughs> so she reads another email And it's from another gay guy who asks Jack if he's received a bunch of emails that say, Dear Homo, because he had the same thing happen to him when he took another guy to prom and the news ran a story on it, which is so bizarre to me. Like, even Jack being a gay football player, it's just so weird, like, that the news would run a story about a gay football player or another gay kid who took another a guy to prom. I mean... Thinking about it back then, it would be scandalous because nobody would want that to happen unless you were just like so out and proud about yourself and people accepted you. But it would be so like, oh, did you hear that so-and-so was gay on the football team or so-and-so is coming to prom with another guy? Like, it's just, it was so different back then. I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely different back then. I think that's probably the point why they're bringing this back. Um, I almost forgot completely about it so when these letters and stuff were coming in i'm like what's happening oh yeah the football (laughs) game we haven't seen anybody play football or have anything to do with the football players in a couple of episodes i feel like at this point so no and henry's henry's gone is yeah we haven't seen henry in a couple episodes either so jack asks andy who the email's from and andy says ben street and she says if you ever need to talk to someone who's been there and lived to tell you can find me in the pink pages under out teens And she's only joking. And then Jack laughs and he takes the letter from Andy and she tells him that he should write him back because he sounds like a really nice guy. And Jack says, a total stranger. What would I say? And Andy says, say anything that worked for John Cusack. So she gets up and leaves and he like pretty much ignores her. And that's their scene. We cut to Pacey entering a classroom 
He's already telling the teacher that he had nothing to do with it. But if he did, he apologizes. We learn that this teacher is, I guess, his new guidance counselor that Mr. Milo like handed Pacey off to him now. He said, this kid is your problem now. We don't even get his name. I don't even remember this counselor. I don't either. I remember I was watching this scene. I was like, I don't know what this even is. I had to rewind it. So the counselor says this isn't a disciplinary matter. And he just tells him to sit down. So he tells Pacey that he's failing math and his other grades are four D pluses and one C minus. <laughs> That's crazy. I have never gotten grades that low in my life. I maintained an AB honor roll like throughout my entire high school career. I don't even, I can't even fathom getting grades that low. No, and he's so much more capable. Oh, he's definitely capable. And it's, I mean, we don't have the full history. So did he bring his grades up and then all this stuff with Andy happened and he just let them drop that far? Like- well, I'm assuming because that's what they get into. So he asks him why, like why his grades are this way. And he goes, I guess I'm just lazy. And the new counselor asks Pacey if there's trouble at home. And Pacey says, no, it's nothing like that. And he says, Mr. Milo mentioned something about a girlfriend being sick. And Pacey says, she's not my girlfriend anymore. And he says, well, I'm sorry to hear that. And Pacey says, yeah, me too. But life goes on, doesn't it? And he says, you think I can get out of here? I'm probably missing a film strip or something. So the counselor tells him that he seems like a good kid and whatever's eating at him to not let it win. Pacey's like, maybe it already has. So then he leaves and he slams the door. And then the camera lingers way too long on the new counselor because I thought he was like going to do something else. Something exciting. Yeah, but that was the only scene. That was so weird. Well, maybe whoever was handling the camera thought he was cute. <laughs> Let's give you an extra, you know, 15 seconds of screen time. Yeah. Make it really awkward for our viewers. I didn't yeah. think he was cute at all. I don't even. He <laughs> wasn't my type. <laughs> so now we cut to Andy and Jack again in the computer lab. Andy's trying to get Jack to look for the prom guy. And Jack wants nothing to do with it. And she's like, seize the day or else I'll do it for you. I know your password, Jack. <laughs> like she, were, she was funny with this stuff. Like, yeah. she was being very funny. She was lightening the mood. Right. But it was like in a tasteful way. Yeah, it wasn't like Andy with her dumb pigtails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now we cut to an IM that popped up on Jack's screen from Ben oh. Streets. <gasps> AOL Instant Messenger. I, I don't even think that's the program they were using, but that's what it makes me think of is AIM. You know what's so funny? I remember during this time, I don't know who ran it, but there it was a thing called Dawson's Desktop. And it was like a website just primarily for the show. And they all had their own screen name. So when I saw Jack's pop up, I was like, oh my God, I totally remember this. And they would have like these fun like conversations between the characters and all this stuff. And I'm sure I have printouts of it like somewhere in my closet. That's really cool. Yeah. It's not not up anymore. There was uh, like when AOL and like AIM was like first coming out, everybody was like big with the chat rooms. And there was always chat rooms with celebrities. And I really don't know to this day if a celebrity was actually in there or if it was just everybody talking about how much they liked that person. I mean, maybe in the beginning they probably were in there and then the Internet, you know, blew up and everybody all of a sudden had like desktop computers in their houses. Um, (laughs) And then they were just like, "Okay, this is too much. Let me get out of the chat rooms. But I just remember I just remember (laughs) dial up and i can still hear the sound of connecting 
you know, to AOL and the, the, the annoying noise that you hear when it's trying to connect to the internet and then being on there, everything opening up and all you hear is you've got mail. I know. I still love it. And when I didn't say it, I would get so mad. Like, like, I don't have any mail. Rude. Or, or, you know, somebody's like, get off the computer. I gotta make a phone call. Cause it was all through the same line. <laughs> And then somebody was like, we really need to come up with a better system than this. Yeah, this is not working. <laughs> we have to unplug their phone to use the internet and then plug it back in later. <laughs> now they're fighting over phone lines. We know. We'll give them more phone lines. No, 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 no. I remember my mom did not want us to get it because I remember we would get the discs in the mail. And we like, I remember like, I finally signed up for like a free trial. And she was like, I'm not, we're not keeping it. We're not doing this. And then eventually she was on it all the time. And I remember mm-hmm. being like, mom, I want to go on. Like I would be in these like film groups and stuff and like all these subgroups and like I would post all, I'm like, oh my God. I remember like going back and reading like the conversations that I would have with people about like Dawson's Creek and like Buffy and all this stuff. It was like BTVS dot R-E-C and like Dawson's Dawson's you should see Creek, if it still exists. RTC. Oh my God. You should see if it still exists. I used to like, I had, I would post so much stuff. Like I was obsessed. And then you would find like the bad ones. Like you'd go in and you'd find like sex groups. And I'm like, like, Ooh, I took a wrong turn. <laughs> oh my God. I remember my sister was in some random chat room with this guy. And I, <laughs> I would like talk for her. And she was like, she was like, developing like a friendship with this guy but he lived in like another state or something and like I was I I don't think I was doing stuff like like not in like a romantic way like I always talked to other people from like other states about like the shows that I was watching because I would trade with people but my sister was talking to this guy and I said (laughs) I was like I'm I'm a stripper and and they were like oh you're a stripper and I was like yeah, I'm a stripper, except I'm very badly burned and I have to wear, I have to wear a lot of um, gauze before <laughs> I get up, before I get up on the pole. And my Terrible. sister, my, and he was like, he was like, what? what? <laughs> it sounds so rude now that I say it, but my sister was like, why did you say all that? She was so mad at me. And I was like cracking up. I was like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I was like, why are you talking to some random stranger on the internet? I was like, he's going to kill you. <laughs> she was like, no, he's not. He's really nice. And I was like, you don't even know him. But I like him. I would come up with like all these dumb stories. And I was just like, fight with people sometimes in chat rooms and you really have to like i guess i was a troll you're a troll (laughs) (laughs) troll. i never really got into all of that extra stuff i mean (laughs) i never got into the chat rooms with with aim or anything like that it was always just my friends list that you oh you know what's your username what's your username and we just have like your friends list. So you would get home and you'd log on your computer after you do your homework. If you did your homework, um, I did, <laughs> you know, and then you, you'd go in and I mostly was doing fanfic for a while. I would just read, read fan fiction and have my, you know, friends list and my space, then my space came out. And then I was yeah. doing a lot of the, you know, the, the codes, I would literally go through and pull the layouts apart and just switch stuff around. And I was really good at all that stuff. Don't ask me to do it now. I can barely remember (laughs) some basic codes now, but, um, 
Well, there was always a layout for MySpace for what, what to put in, like what exactly. Well, yeah, so you could, you could have ones that were already created. I would never create from scratch. I would take one that I kind of liked how it was set up, and then I would go through the codes and change the shit in there. So, like, the pictures, the fonts, the way it's written, the types, all of it, the links, the where, where stuff's located. I would kind of just take what was already existing and make it different. <laughs> Adjust it. So moving on. I got all that stuff was so fun. Yeah. So Jack's not answering Andy and she slides over to him in front of his computer and she sees that the IM is from Ben Street. So Andy gets really excited and Jack looks like he's going to like shit his pants. Yeah. And he asks, <laughs> real. he's like, how do I make it go away? And she's like, you don't. She's like, he's talking to you. Say something. And he's like, now? And he starts panicking. And Andy's like, he's waiting. And they're both whispering. So then he just types, hi. <laughs> and then she says, okay, you have to hit send. And then she sends the IM and we hear music playing. And I was like, wait, what is happening? But it just cuts into the next scene. I was like, did IM ever do that? <laughs> like sending I don't know what system they were using. I mean, maybe it was like really old IM, but I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what it was. No, it was the show. They were just like, they made their into, own. They were cutting into the next scene. It was so weird. Because we cut to Joey, a.k.a. Katie Holmes, looking so fucking pretty in this episode. So pretty. She's got, like, a new hairdo going on. She's wearing, like, a thousand layers of clothes. <laughs> and she's walking <laughs> down the hall. And she's looking annoyed. She's wearing... um a big jean jacket over like a sweater and her like really light khaki pants and Pacey's chasing after her. And he tells her that she looks ravishing. He's like, did you do something new with your hair? And she really did. Her hair looks really good. Yeah. She's like, do you need my notes from today's class? Cause you missed it. And he's like, Oh, you missed me, huh? And she says, how could I miss you? It's so much easier to see the board without your big fat head in the way. <laughs> <laughs> So he's like looking through her notes and he goes, what's a cosine? And she goes, you don't know what a cosine is? And she says, uh, you're never going to catch up by midterms. So he tries to get her to tutor him and she tells him that she's not going to help him because she's been busy busting her butt all semester while he's been doing who knows what lately. He tells her that he's just been busy. So she says, yeah, right. You have a very undemanding part-time job. Your only familial obligation is to feed your family dog every day. And your social life is basically a triangle consisting of you, me, and Dawson, which is funny because that's what actually happens. I said that earlier. Mm -hmm. So he finally tells her that he's failing math and he tells her that he'll do anything for her if she just tutors him. And she says, anything? And then we cut to them in ballroom class. <laughs> I love them together. They're so freaking cute. And just this episode just makes me happy because it's the start. It's the start. It's going to be a really slow start, but it's a start nonetheless. Yeah. So now they're at this like ballroom dance studio and they're like dancing and they're both really awkward. It looks like she's in a lot of pain from the way he's like holding her hand even. It's so weird. And he, he has stepping on her toes. Cooties. Cootie bug. <laughs> He says, he says, maybe you should tell me what we're doing here before the other nine suffer the same fate because he keeps stepping on her feet. <laughs> and she says that every year, the Starlight School offers a $1,500 scholarship to the high school student who best exemplifies the spirit, exemplify, 
exemplifies <laughs> that best exemplifies the spirit and grace of ballroom dancing. She says, look around. There are about six people here that wear their teeth to bed, let alone go to high school with them. So she's like, look, I'm taking these ballroom dance classes to get the scholarship. She tells him that she has to complete at least one of the two week courses. So he says, oh, why didn't you get Dawson to do this? Or Jack for that matter. And I said, or Jack for that matter. Why? Because he's gay. So he likes to dance, ballroom dance. Wow, that was pretty messed up. And she says, because they won't know me like you will after I perform CPR on your math grade. So he realizes that the trade-off is one study session for one dance class. So the dance teacher comes over and she says, what did I say about rib cages touching and who's leading here? And he says, he's trying to, but Janet Reno over here doesn't make it easy. (laughs) So the dance instructor is played by an actress named Amy Parrish, I believe. I looked her up last night because she looks so familiar, but I thought she did a really good job um, as this like one episode character because she stood out and she i just like that she kind of called them out well let me point out the obvious here this one these two you guys have this kind of past i know i'm right you don't have to confirm it and then (laughs) these two over here have some serious sexual tent like you know whatever tension that's happening and they're completely in denial about it but don't worry that's gonna change (laughs) yeah she's like i see it all through the dancing (laughs) the dance doesn't lie yeah you do so the instructor points at pacey and she tells him to lead he says well let's give it the good old college try and she's like don't get too close pacey (laughs) but the way that she really is like (laughs) like the way like even they're holding hands it's so weird and she keeps like flinching and like don't touch each other (laughs) funny and then at one point she like steps on his feet and yeah. he's like, he starts dancing with her on her feet and she just shoves him. He's like, no, <laughs> this is obviously Well, she, good. well, she got, I thought it was so cute. She got up really on cute. top of his, on his feet and then yeah. he starts dancing and then she gets down and she looks around like who was looking, but well, she like pushed him away from her as she took a step back to like give them space. Cause she's like, you're, you're too close. And then, yeah. yeah, I thought that was really, really cute. Cause he didn't even, he was just like, okay, if you're going to step on my feet, we're going to dance. I want to dance. And he does look this goofy <laughs> little like sway. It's so cute. I love them. I love them. Yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Uh, So our next scene is real quick. We cut to Dawson in his room and he finds Pacey's condom fully wrapped. It's not used. (laughs) That'd be gross. And it's on the floor of his bedroom. Must have fallen out in the the dive to the the game station. The games. Oh my gosh. I know. I think we're just tired. (laughs) On his dive to play Crash Bandicoot, which... Was the TV even on? Oh, I no. know you were playing video games. I was like, nothing's turned on. I think it was. But yeah. so funny. They sh- they showed Dawson just looking at the condom, like, really close up. Like, you know what a condom is. Apparently, he was really confused. And he was thinking really, really hard. Like, is this what I think it is? I didn't put you here. How did you get here? What <laughs> are you doing here? It sprouted legs. Maybe he was looking for legs. He might have thought that it walked in. No, no. His whole like his whole concern about why he was in the room and like ugh, I mean we'll get into it, but I, he was so like he was so extra about the whole thing. He didn't even have to say like I don't need to know, but like were you using my room as like a sex den? Like I need to know. <laughs> I think it's really funny that he's so adamant to find out about the condom, but then at the end when he realizes that it was Pacey and Jen, he just kind of laughs and walks away like that's it. Yeah. You just put up 
such a fuss about wanting to know about this condom and now that you know it's like oh i just don't because he was so upset because he thought i think he definitely was concerned that he thought it was going to be with joey and that's probably why and i think once he realized it was with jen he was just like oh i can breathe and then he was just laughed and walked away i don't know but well it all starts his paranoia starts in this scene right now mm-hmm. um because we cut to joey and pacey at school again and she's giving him his assignment he tells her that she's getting pleasure out of torturing him so joey reminds him that they'll spend an hour studying after school and then they'll go back to the and he cuts her off and he says i know i know the starlight foundation for another afternoon's torture at the hands of miss penny pretty <laughs> oh that's her name penny pretty penny pretty yeah, because that's so funny. I never realized he even said her name in that. Why does that make me think of like Betty Spaghetti? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the same kind of alliteration. So Pacey tells her that it's absolutely imperative that no one finds out about their after school activities. And he tells her that ballroom is up there with painting your own pottery. <laughs> and she says, do you really think I'm interested in having this information dise- disseminated? <laughs> disseminated to the general public? And they say, perfect. They agree that no one is to find out until we see Dawson come up behind them and says, find out what? And they both look really shocked and they say, nothing, nothing at all. And then Pacey's like, well, we can tell Dawson. And Joey just makes a face like, what? And Pacey tells them how awful he is at home improvement and decor. And he asks Dawson how he is with a roller. And he's like, I can hold my own. And Joey's like, oh, great. <laughs> Pacey says that the Pacey J Memorial part of the Potter family home is in desperate need of painters and plasters. And Dawson's like, well, count me in. So Pacey and Joey are trying so hard. <laughs> what? Count me in. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up, coach. <laughs> He's like, I'm missing something. Like these two are doing something that I'm not aware of. I don't understand why she couldn't just tell him about the fucking ballroom dancing. It's so dumb. I don't know why she's embarrassed about it. She signed up. It, it almost reminded me of the beauty pageant episode from season one because she needed a scholarship from that. And this is like almost the same thing. She's just taking dance classes. Who cares? Dawson would have been like, oh, that's like the least like shocking things that I will ever learn about you, Joey. Like, who cares? Exactly. She she's done more uh, extreme things for scholarship money than taking ballroom classes like the beauty. Unless (laughs) unless it's her not wanting him to know Pacey's her partner. I don't know. But who cares? It's so dumb. It's such a dumb thing to worry about. Um. So they're both trying to get away from Dawson and he ends up stopping Pacey to talk to him about the condom that he found. But Pacey blows him off and he asks if they can talk about it later. So now we're back in the computer lab with Jack and Andy. And she asks Jack if he's asked Ben Street about the prom guy yet. And he tells her that they weren't really dating, that they did the prom thing as a statement. And Andy says, ah, a political commitment. I like that. All in moderation, of course. (laughs) so uh jack tells her that ben is a saxophonist and he runs all conference track and andy's like well he sounds hot what's he look like and he's like well that's not important and andy says yeah but he saw you on the web it's only fair so then we see a librarian looking over at them like she's sort of like listening to their conversation and jack tells andy that they're just writing to each other they're not going on a date and andy says yet 
So the librarian walks over and says, you know, I dated a guy from the internet once. Hideous. So Andy looks, <laughs> Andy looks at Jack all smug and she's right though. Like you have to know what the person looks like. That's always my first question. I'm like, what did they look like? Tell me. Just do a lot of stalking is basically what you have to do on the internet these days. Because now it's easier. Is real. It is a lot easier. It was a lot harder back then because people didn't have those, you know, profiles like that. There weren't all of these like safeguards in place. Although you can still be fooled. So if you're going to date through the internet, please exercise with caution. Because we do not want to hear that our listeners are getting murdered. Oh my God. Don't say that. <laughs> We're going to be on an episode of Mr. Ballin. <laughs> well, not us, our listeners. No. I know, but it's going to uh, like deal with us. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Jackie Ra- Ringenschneider was listening to. <laughs> Creep Talk podcast hosted by Stephen and Jamie, where Stephen was an avid listener of my podcast and my YouTube channel. Uh, What had happened was, no, um, no, of course not. They warned this listener not to go. (laughs) And that listener did not listen. (laughs) I'm so creeped out right now. All right. Ah! (laughs) Anyways, moving on. (laughs) Jack says, I'm going to get that picture. So Andy's like, one formal, one casual, no baseball hats, baggy pants, or deceiving clothes. <laughs> so we cut to Jen looking uh, cute in the like, little dress she's wearing. She's at screenplay video, and she's at the counter ringing the bell. She's expecting Pacey to come out, but it's Dawson instead. She looks surprised, and he's like, what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be campaigning for prom queen? She's like, very funny. So she tells him that she's working on a project with Pacey, a uh, human growth and development thing. Is he in tonight? Dawson's like, no, he's not in until Tuesday. She's like, well, he told me that he was working today. He must have gotten it confused. And Dawson says Pacey's been acting like a flake lately. So it's not surprising. So he asks Jen if there's any new doable faculty members that he doesn't know about. And Jen's like, what? I thought that was really funny. I wrote it down too. It's yeah. like doable factory. I think he's such a jerk. <laughs> So he tells her that the last time Pacey was acting this weird, he ended up with outtakes of him and Miss Jacobs performing tree surgery at the ruins. (laughs) Tree surgery Uh, at the ruins. I missed that. So Jen seems kind of concerned now. And she asks Dawson if he thinks Pacey's older woman face has returned with a vengeance. And he's like, you know, I don't know what to think. And she says, but you're definitely thinking something. And he tells Jen that when he came home yesterday in the middle of the day, he found Pacey on his bedroom floor playing Crash Bandicoot. And Jen says, I really hope that's not a euphemism. I was like, really, Jen? You never heard of Crash Bandicoot? Apparently not. (laughs) She's like, I don't play video games. I'm Jen Lindley. (laughs) I play video games. So he tells her that he found the condom in his room. And then when he went to ask Pacey about it, he was huddled together with Joey like they were in some sort of conspiracy. And Jen asks Dawson if he's talked to Pacey about any of this. And he says, not yet, because he keeps avoiding him. Pacey keeps avoiding Dawson. So Jen looks concerned again. And we cut to Joey and Pacey in their favorite classroom, the biology lab. I'm assuming it was the biology lab. It looked like it. It was definitely a lab. That's for sure. It looked like a lab to me. He tells her that he wants to take a break. And she says, 
Uh, no, we just took one. He tells her that as soon as he cracks open a book, he automatically wants to be doing something else, like anything else. And he tells her that any time in the past when he was studying, he was offered a reward. And she says, I offered you checks, Mix. <laughs> I thought that was cute. That was really cute. Because <laughs> she's like so serious about it. And he's like, that's not what I'm talking about. He's talking about how Tamara and Andy trained him to equate studying with sex. And he tells her it gets a little hard to be motivated. She says, so what you're saying is that you're merely the innocent victim in some behavioral psychology experiment gone horribly awry. And he stops and he says, yeah, (laughs) she says, and that you're desperately in need of some able-bodied female to help you provoke those preconditioned Pavlovian homework responses. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) she says, that's the worst pickup line I've ever heard, Pacey. He says, thanks, toots, but I wasn't hitting on you. I love and... how you call her toots. <laughs> I of laughter. I was like, call me toots anytime. <laughs> and he tells her that he has his own prospects. She's like, like who? The face acting that Katie Holmes does in this scene is hilarious. She, she like sits up on the table and she makes this face where she's like, I can't even do it. She goes, really? Are you sure? Who in their right mind would ever? <laughs> her whole head goes like sideways. She's like, She's like part dog, huh? Presses her lips together real hard. And her eyebrows go up. <laughs> Can you do that again? No. <laughs> uh-huh. So he tells her that the person wishes to remain anonymous. But should the mutual desire occur, that they would be down to fucking. Those are my words, not his. <laughs> PTF. Got it. So... Joey asks if this is a potential relationship or a free trade agreement. And he asks her if she had the opportunity to be with someone that was 100% strictly casual and everything was on the surface, would she do it? And she goes, a totally empty, emotionally unfulfilling sexual experience. That sounds great. And he says, you're not listening to me. It's a sort of limited time offer. So what do you think? So she says, Pacey, if you really wanted to be having casual sex with someone right now, you'd be doing it instead of having a hypothetical conversation about it with me. And he's like, yeah, you're right. So we cut back to Jack and Andy and we see Ben Street's picture is slowly uploading on the screen. (laughs) Remember how long it used to take? Oh my God. Forever. Jack's getting like super nervous. Like he's all sweaty. Like he's like withdrawing from drugs or something. And, uh, (laughs) Andy sees the picture first and she says, oh, he's not bad. And Jack says, you're not kidding. So Andy's surprised to hear Jack express attraction to another guy. Person, which, in general. Which is always interesting to me. Like, I remember, like, feeling fully comfortable with myself finally and, like, being like, oh, yeah, that guy's so attractive or whatever. And being like, I don't know, like, one of my sisters saying to me, like, you're you're just like you're just different you're like you changed and i was like what do you mean i don't know like, i don't understand it the but, only thing that's changed is i'm more vocal about my opinion <laughs> about my attraction to the same sex i kind of related to jack a little bit in this episode so but we'll get into it so andy loves this andy likes that he's like being fully like jack so ben i jack back and he asks him what he what he thinks and Andy tells him that he should tell Ben to travel two towns over. And Jack's like, I can't do that. 
Andy, this is going way too fast. <laughs> I just wanted to look at his picture. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. She says, well, tell him that you want to meet for coffee. She's like, I could come along. And he's like, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. And she tells him to meet up in a very lit, very public place. She says, we've done an extensive background check on the guy, Jack. And he's like super, super nervous. And his hands are even shaking. It is very nerve wracking. Like he's talking to another gay guy around his age that probably has a little bit more experience being uh, comfortable with himself. And this is the first guy that Jack could potentially go on, go out on a date with. I can understand. He's getting like, so he's like working himself up. Yeah. But it's also a mystery too, because even though this guy says, I am this person, this is what I look like. You don't really know until you actually meet this person. So there's right. still that whole air of mystery of, is this the person that I'm really meeting or am I being catfished? You know, this is before catfish was a thing, but yeah. it became a thing. Wait, so now I'm going to pretend to be Andy typing. I hope I, I hope the microphone picks this up. But this is Andy typing because <laughs> she goes, all right, this is what I'm going to write back. Um, the picture was great. What can I say? Want to meet tonight for coffee? <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> Um, so Jack is staring at the monitor and he's just really anxious. And I was like, calm down, Jack. Like you're, you're not like marrying the person. You, you don't even have to like respond back to him if you don't want to. I'm like, I mean, it's probably different maybe for hetero people maybe, but I'm trying to think of when I was in high school and talking to people, I feel like I was always excited, but I can definitely see being nervous when it's like, oh, you're going to meet this person now. And all of a sudden it's real, you know? And you're like, yeah, I can, I can see that when you're 16 yeah. and you're yeah. like, yeah, you're, you're, and you're it's different when you're in your twenties, you know what I mean? But when you're, when you're young, it's exciting and nerve wracking at the same time. No, that's a really good point. I'm being a little hard on him, but you're he's being harsh. He's 16. Mega harsh. Okay. Mega harsh. Way harsh tie. Way harsh tie. <laughs> He's 16. He's newly out. This could be a potential new boy, his first boyfriend, if you like, actually liked him. But right, he doesn't. Right. He doesn't know what to do because this isn't. This isn't like normal to him yet. So, yeah, so Jack was just like not thrilled. But yeah, guys, be careful, kids, with uh, with the internet. Don't trust everybody. <laughs> don't trust anybody. <laughs> don't trust anybody. If you don't believe me, just watch Mr. Ballin's podcast or YouTube. Don't channel. do it. You might freak yourself out and have nightmares <laughs> like Steven. <laughs> Warning you now. Listen, I don't want to hear it when people reach out to us and said, You made me listen to this and now I'm traumatized and it's all your fault. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. We're not trying to traumatize our listeners. <laughs> You would think our podcast was sponsored by Mr. Ballin. <laughs> right? Or, or BTS or whatever else I was obsessing about within gotta, the last year. I got a hashtag in this one. Hashtag books. Hashtag BTS. Hashtag spooky show. Mr. Ballin. Ballin. So now Ben responds back by saying, I thought you'd never ask. So Andy's like so happy, but the camera pans over to Jack and he looks like he's going to throw up. <laughs> yeah, he's not thrilled. Not thrilled at all. Not thrilled. Back at screenplay video, Jen is now helping Dawson with his Hitchcock window display, which I thought was kind of cool. I love Alfred Hitchcock. I love his movies. 
I just miss video stores. I know, Jamie. I was thinking the same thing. I was. <laughs> I kept looking around at like the different video uh, covers that they had. I saw Clueless. I saw a movie called Captain Ron, which I always used to see. <laughs> like I never saw it. I remember the movie was on in the hospital when my dad or mom was in the hospital when I was really young. It's so weird. Interesting, interesting. I know. The things that connect me to these movies. Yeah. Um, but he's hanging up. There's like a silhouette of Hitchcock. And then Jen's hanging up a Vertigo poster. And there's the shower curtain from Psycho. And Dawson has like a noose which I don't know what that was from. I think there were even birds from the birds. Mm. Um, so he tells Chen that all it needed was a woman's touch. And Jen says, that must be where Pacey comes in. <laughs> and Dawson says, no, he's usually in the back sleeping. So Jen's looking out the front window and she says, I guess Pacey rediscovered his work ethic. They see Pacey walking down the street and then we see Joey walking down with him. Dawson and Jen look kind of shocked. And Jen asks Dawson, uh, if he has the be back in five sign. And he's like, yeah. So we cut back to Joey and Pacey ballroom dancing. And I wrote, they're doing so much better, but not according to Penny Pretty. <laughs> they still aren't doing well. We see Dawson and Jen are spying on them. They're actually like in the, the ball. doorway. They're so obvious. Like they're not even trying to peek. They're just blatantly in the doorway. It always gets me with TV shows when somebody's trying to like, spy on others but they're not like taking cover properly like if if they just look up you're busted it happens later with in the ballroom scene with pacey talking about joey and it it must have been so awkward (laughs) because he's like talking to dawson about her and he's like pointing at her and she's looking away as if like she doesn't like she doesn't hear him out of the corner of my eye and the fact that he's only about six feet away there's no way that they she could not have he's not being quiet you no, know and they're like so close and, <laughs> and she's just like this. pointing in my direction and they're within my like peripheral vision how do you not see that she purposely knew and was just like don't look don't look don't look don't look don't look i don't want to know i don't want to know <laughs> So I don't know. 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 So Jen and Dawson go to leave, but Penny Pretty stops them and she like forces them to join the class. Penny Pretty like Pepper Potts. (laughs) She's like, we need a lot more young people. And she like, she fucking announces it to the whole class. It was so weird. So Pacey asks Jen and Dawson what they're doing there. And Jen says, just enjoying the art of ballroom dancing. So the instructor comes over and she tells Dawson and Jen that she knew that they'd be naturals. She says, much better than these two. And they've been here all week. And I wrote, this woman's such a shit stir. <laughs> <laughs> she really is, though. Especially when she starts, she starts breaking into like their personal lives just by how they're dancing and literally just airs everybody's dirty laundry. It's great. <laughs> She tells Dawson and Jen that they dated. She says, you dated, didn't you? And Jen says, not right now. And she says, I'm right. You dated. It didn't work out. But now you've gotten past all of your issues. And now you trust each other, right? You can see that in the dancing. You can see that the trust is there. And then she tells Joey and Pacey that they're a completely different story. So she's judging their form. And Pacey asks her if there's some kind of problem. (laughs) (laughs) And the instructor tells them to touch rib cages. And they both say no. And she says, there's hostility. They're wary of each other. 
There's constant bickering and name calling. She says these two are in the early stages of some screwball mating ritual. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So now they're arguing with her and they're like telling her how wrong she is. And Joey's mouth is literally like on the floor. Her jaw. She's like in shock right now. She's like, wait, what? You got what? You got that out of how? (laughs) I know. She goes, there's enough sexual tension here to power a kiss reunion tour. She goes, I can't remember the last time I saw dancing this bad. That's when her mouth, her jaw hits the floor. It's so funny. It looked like, like she was like frozen. Like I thought the thing froze for a minute. She was literally like, but she was, she was like laughing. Buffering, buffering. Right. (laughs) It was downloading the picture of Ben Street. Install, install. (laughs) Dawson asks the instructor if it's true what she's saying. She says, it's something that I've noticed over the years. When two people dance that bad, they're usually hot for each other. The dancing doesn't lie. So now Dawson's really concerned. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to take what this woman is saying as gospel. Okay. I mean, he can like be that surprised. And that's what gets me because (laughs) Pacey in the past has already expressed interest in Joey once upon a time. I know, but but you can't like... I feel like that was just a one-off. I hate when the writers say that they were thinking about it back then because they talk about that in that like um, panel discussion. They were like, oh, Kevin Williamson even says it. He goes, so we were talking about it back then, which I think is kind of bullshit because I feel like it was just, it was just a side plot to see like what would happen. They were testing the waters and stirring up the shit. Stirring up the shit pot. Shit stirring bullshit. I don't know. I'm losing my words too. So clearly I just repeat. (laughs) It's getting late, guys. It's already after midnight. (laughs) It's our own goddamn fault. (laughs) We are very easily distracted and we have a lot of content we actually cut out. (laughs) The version compared to what you're listening to now. So, you know, lo siento. (laughs) So now we see Jack getting ready for his date and Andy comes in and asks him, she's like, is that what you're wearing? And he looks really stressed out. She tells him that the worst that could happen is that they hate each other. And then they drink their mochaccinos and they go their separate ways. She goes, but that's not going to happen, Jack. She has a really good feeling about this. And he says he doesn't even know Ben and Ben doesn't know me. And he tells her that this is a whole new level of, of his life that he doesn't even know he's ready for. He explains that this is him actually being gay. And I totally understood that. Like when you finally announce even to yourself that you're gay, it's like, oh, wow, I said it. It's like, this is really happening now. Real. You know, like you can, you can be in denial or like do things without even realizing it or not think about it. You know, as soon as you voice it, they always say like the moment you voice your thoughts, it makes it real. You know what I mean? So having something that's kept in all the time and you finally voicing that out all of a sudden it's out there in the world. So I could definitely, I mean, while I can understand the feeling, it's just not in the same manner, but I I understand it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So him like actually fully admitting that this is like happening. Mm. It's a big deal to him. And and like we said earlier, he's a teenager, so it's real. So Andy tries to console him and she says, you'll be gay anyway. If you don't go, you'll still be gay, but without a boyfriend. I'm like, Andy, (laughs) calm down. Like, she's like, I want you to have a boyfriend. (laughs) I want you to suck a dick. (laughs) I want to talk to somebody about sucking dick. (laughs) We need to have things in common. (laughs) 
Yeah, I went there. <laughs> That's funny. Back at the Starlight Ballroom Dancing Room, whatever it's called, Penny Pretty matches everyone up with different partners. So she puts Jen and Joey to get together and Dawson and Pacey together. And Pacey tries to get her attention and she says, come on, children, play nice. So she wants them to switch partners every time she yells switch. So Pacey and Dawson are are barely talking and Dawson looks really pissed. And there's even some tension between Joey and Jen. Um, And they switch and Pacey grabs Jen and she tells them how Dawson thinks he's trying to get with Joey. So Dawson questions Joey on her relationship with Pacey. And she explains to him that he needed help with something and so did she. And he's offended that she didn't ask him to be her partner. And she says, well, Pacey asked me first. So then they switch again. Pacey grabs Joey and she asks what's wrong with Dawson. She's like, what's wrong with him? (laughs) And Pacey explains that Dawson seems to think that they're doing it. She's like, what? (laughs) She's like, Dawson would never think that. (laughs) And he tells her, no, not under normal circumstances. But in this case, certain events were misconstrued. So they switch again and Dawson grabs Pacey and he asks Pacey again to tell him what's going on. And Pacey's like, it's not what you think, Dawson. And he says, how do you know what I think? And Pacey says, because it's written all over your face. And he says, yes, me and Joey have been spending a lot of time together recently due to their agreement. He says it's much more interesting to him that Joey is the first girl to pop into his mind. And Dawson says, you're not getting out of this by trying to psychoanalyze me. And Pacey reminds Dawson that Joey's not his girlfriend anymore. And Dawson agrees. And Pacey says, right. So why are we having this conversation? He reminds Dawson that he's the same guy who told him that he and Joey need to go their separate ways. So Dawson says, I did say that, but it just never occurred to me that. And then Pacey cuts him off and says, what? That she would actually go her separate way too. And that it might be a stop on the me along the way. Um, And Pacey's getting annoyed now. And he tells Dawson that he talks too much and he never actually listens to himself. He says, you say you're over her, but you're not. And Dawson tells him he doesn't know what he's talking about. So Pacey points over to Joey <laughs> within hearing. Real obvious, like. And he says, look at that girl, Dawson. She's a freaking goddess. How long did you think it would be before some guy comes along and is interested in her? What happens then? What are you going to do? And Dawson's like, I'll just take it as it all comes. And Pacey says he needs to start figuring it all out now because the next guy who comes along isn't going to be your best friend and ask your permission. The next guy that comes along is going to take one look at that woman and cut right in on you. And Dawson's like, what are you hiding, Pacey? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and Dawson still wants to know why he was, what he was doing in his room with a condom. So Pacey gets annoyed and he storms off and Jen follows him and they're in the coat room now. And Pacey says that he can't believe that guy. And Jen's like, just chill out, Pacey. Pacey's really frustrated. He's really, he's really frustrated about the fuck buddy situation. And he says he can't figure out a reason why it's not working. And Jen says it's for about a million different reasons. So they like sit down on the floor together and he puts his arm around her and they hold hands and their faces are getting closer. So Jen asks him if this is his not so subtle way of telling her that he's ready for a return to Witch Island. And he tells her that he's definitely getting that witchy feeling. So then they look at each other and they're about to kiss and we cut to Jack outside of Molly's market. <laughs> that's the name of the, that's the name of the place. Molly's market, mm-hmm. the cafe slash grocery store slash pharmacy <laughs> <laughs> slash place where Andy and 
uh, Jack's mom go to uh, talk about her crazy family. <laughs> so he's looking well, inside. Shop for all your household needs. <laughs> uh, wait, I was just going to say. Uh, crazy ladies in aisle seven. <laughs> no shoes, just a basket talking Ace. about her. What? Just a basket case. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. We see Jack looking inside the cafe and he sees Ben sitting at one of the tables. And he's actually a really cute guy. Yeah. So, also know. not my type, but yes. He was yeah, he's not my type either. But um, it looks like he's about to go in because he's like has his hand on the doorknob like he's about to walk in. We do a quick cut to Joey and Dawson walking together into the coat room like he's opening up the door. And we hear Dawson apologize to Joey for accusing her of sleeping with Pacey. And he says he's definitely sleeping with someone. So they're going at their coats. They catch Pacey and Jen and they're making out on the floor in front of them. I don't understand again how they couldn't hear him walking. He was talking like it's so weird. I don't know why they decided to stay in the coat room where they're going it, to get busted. I know, like <laughs> out in the open. Like they were literally like right there in the middle of the floor. And they're like, uh. Well, I mean, common sense would be like, okay, so we left. Everybody else is also going to be leaving soon. We should probably leave the coat room if we're going to mess around because eventually people are going to walk in here to get their coats. Right. I never understood the whole coat room thing. It's not like it's a closet of coats that the coats never leave like they are literally going to be <laughs> you know yeah. people will be coming in to get them so i don't know i just don't get it so dawson just kind of laughs but joey looks really shocked and kind of disgusted <laughs> yeah she is upset she doesn't even understand why she's upset <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy Poor joey she's like what are these feelings why am i so angry I know. It is funny when someone gets super angry like that. And you're like, well, I think you really need to look inside of yourself and see why. I think there's a reason. You just haven't come to terms with that reason exactly. yet. <laughs> She's like, do I like Pacey Witter? Why do I not like him with Jen? Do I? I know. Yeah, exactly. So Dawson's like, what do we have here? And then Pacey looks at Jen and they both say nothing he says nothing right and she says yeah it's nothing and joey looks mad and pacey says they've done some extensive research in this area and it's nothing and jen's like we're just friends and joey says you're both so stupid you're both gonna end up getting hurt by doing this and jen says that they both agreed not to have their feelings involved in any of this and joey's like and you're proud of that fact and jen says that they're just friends so then joey looks over at dawson she's like dawson <laughs> Like, as if he's, like, the father of the group. Like, Dawson, do you have anything to say? Don't you agree with me? Help me yell at them. And he's like, they lost me at nothing. <laughs> so he's Joey's buckling to himself. He's like, I know. Oh, nothing? All right. Yeah, and he's sort of... I'm not like, really concerned about Jen. <laughs> I know, yeah. He's like, I don't care. I would just... I think I would be surprised. I would just be like... Like, you guys are making out. Like, it's so weird. I remember one time... I just legit laughed, though. He just chuckled. Once he realized what was happening, he was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I feel better. It's not Joey. <laughs> I remember I had two close friends that ended up hooking up. And I thought it was so weird. And I had no interest in either one of them, except for my friendship. But 
when I found that they were hooking up, I thought it was the weirdest thing ever. I don't know why. And I feel like that's really common, though, when you have a group of people uh, with mixed genders. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's common. I think I was just like, I don't know. I just remember being like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I think I, I think maybe I was sort of just like, oh, great. So now, like, are they going to be a couple and I have to, like, deal with this bullshit? <laughs> Am I now the third wheel? But no, I think that they were literally just like fuck buddies, but they were friends who just fucked. So some people can do it to each their own. Joey is not one of those people. <laughs> Neither am I. I don't know if I could do it, to be honest with you. I don't know. I can't. I've never done it. I can't say that I could or I couldn't. I feel but... like I need to be like at least somehow somewhat slightly emotionally involved with the person in order to be comfortable enough. Right. To get naked. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Jamie. <laughs> I think the, the lateral tango, you know. <laughs> I think <laughs> the tango on um my phone. <laughs> That's not right. Horizontal tango, lateral standing. I'm very tired. <laughs> I think I think a lot can happen if you're drinking together and there's a mutual like thing happening, and then you either regret it. Or you go, well, this could be a thing. Who knows? But I've never been in that situation. So Yeah, I don't know if that situation would ever happen either. So I've never been in that situation either. I've never hooked up with any of my friends. So. Uh-uh. <laughs> Men or women. Uh-uh. So then Joey tells Pacey that this isn't him. And she says Jen might be trying to prove something. She starts to get she starts to go in on Jen a little bit and Pacey cuts her off and he tells her that this was as much his decision as it was hers. So Joey brings up that he names his boat true love because you think it's okay for casual acquaintances or even friends to use each other as scratching posts. And Pacey says, I knew you weren't going to understand. And we see Jen kind of look over at him like, well, if you watch her when this entire interaction's going, she's looking back and forth between the two of them. She's looking at Joey. She's looking at Pacey. She's looking at Joey. They're having this whole argument in front of them. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> I love it so much. So Joey says, oh, I understand. All I do is understand. (laughs) Remember she said that in the pilot? Yeah. The moment Little Miss Highlight showed up, you haven't said one word to me. (laughs) Um, So she leaves with Dawson and he just sighs. He's like, you guys, really? So Jen says she's never seen someone so worked up over a kiss. And Pacey says, it might not just be a kiss. He explains to Jen that he went to Joey with a hypothetical regarding their situation. But once she saw them kissing, he's pretty sure that it wasn't so hypothetical. And Jen says, it's funny that you went to Joey for advice about us. So jealous. There's so much jealousy that's happening, right? You know, like just Jen and Dawson and ay, 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 these people. It's a little incestuous group. I feel like these are common with larger groups of friends that are (laughs) co-ed i feel like this this is stuff that happens in real life though the switching of partners and stuff i've seen it with my own two eyeballs yeah i don't think it's that abnormal i Uh, i mean and you're and when you're young and hormonal like and you get jealous and i mean obviously this is a teen drama written up to like um a higher level of you know (laughs) fantasy (laughs) because i don't know any teen that will go on a boat sail a boat with their boyfriend for like a whole summer wherever they go it would never 
happen. With like minimal consequences too. <laughs> she gets like a small yelling at by her sister when she comes back. Like, you didn't even tell me you were leaving. Like, what? I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. <laughs> so Jen asked Pacey, what is it about Joey that makes boys in emotional turmoil just flock to her? And he's like, come again. She says, Dawson's the same way. Whatever small problem got to him, he went straight to Joey. And I was like, well, they're our best friends. Also, I think Joey just also has that way about her. Yeah. You know, she's just very approachable, even though she's not. <laughs> to yeah. insiders, she is approachable. To outsiders, she's, you know, that girl. <laughs> I think she'll be completely honest with you, too. So. Oh, yeah. She doesn't sugarcoat things. I like Joey. I love Joey's character. Me, too. So Pacey's like, who else would you want me to talk to? This is pretty much our friend group. And Jen says, Dawson, why couldn't you go to Dawson for advice? Unless you don't feel comfortable going to him about your sex life because you're worried that your current girl Friday used to be his. And Pacey says, Dawson didn't even know about us until two minutes ago. Jen says, I'm not talking about us. And Pacey says, Joey? (laughs) And his voice gets really high. And he tells her that this has nothing to do with her. Jen tells him that she saw the way that he overreacted with Dawson and the way Joey overreacted to them. And she goes, I know you're having trouble in math these days, but it doesn't take Einstein to get the sum total of these two overreactions. <laughs> I was like, that was, that was cute. That was good. And Pacey tells her that she really needs to explain this one to him. We're talking about Joey Potter, the girl who can't walk into the same room with me without gagging. And he tells her there's nothing going on between them. And Jen says... Pacey, there's nothing going on between us. No matter what we do, it's not going to work out between us. And he says, no, it's not, is it? She says, are you No, and thank goodness for that. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, are you disappointed? And he says, yeah, I'm disappointed. But at the same time, I'm also a little relieved. She agrees. So she goes to leave and she comes back real quick and she holds his hand and she says, thanks for nothing. And she gives him a little peck. We cut to Jack coming home and he's waiting for him at Graham's kitchen table. Also, this whole time, I wasn't sure where the hell Jack was because Andy was with him the whole time. Yeah. And we learned that he's still living at Graham's. It crossed my mind and I was like, where are they? Because they don't have their house anymore. That's gone. Andy's back. Where was Andy staying again? Their dad got a new house. They That's moved right. Back. So we don't know what house they were in at one point, but I'm pretty sure they're like bouncing back and forth. I don't know. I I thought about it. My brain was like noticed it. And then I'm like, I'm not even going to put the mental power into trying to break this one down. <laughs> I think until they say Jack moves out of Graham's, he's just living there. Yeah. And I have a feeling he stays there the whole run because he moves to Boston, doesn't he? They do. Is it Boston that they move to? They all, yeah, but they stay living together. They end up getting like a house. And Graham is moves in. <laughs> and I know he joins a frat house because I was in that scene. <laughs> he does. Yeah. At one point, he has a nice like cycle of guys that come through the door. Yeah, and they're all cool with it. Mm-hmm. So then Jack tells Andy that he didn't go in because he panicked. And he tells her that he saw Ben Street waiting for him. And then he saw the straight couple and he says, I didn't want to be me. And he says he wanted to be them. He says he got so upset that he left. And when it comes down to it, he's just not brave enough to walk through that door. And Andy tells him, he will be. Oh, he definitely will. (laughs) So Andy tells him that he's been so brave his entire life. And he says that he's been taking these little baby steps, but he's not getting anywhere. He's just not getting any braver. And Andy tells him to stop being so hard on Andy tells him to stop being so hard on himself. Fear is life's way of telling us we're not ready for certain things. 
And I was like, that's kind of true. Oh, yeah. And she tells him when it's right, he'll know it. And that's when he'll walk through that door. So now we're with Dawson and Joey. Oh, you know what else I liked in that scene? How they cut out of the kitchen and they were in like a hallway and they showed them just sitting on the table by themselves. And it made Grams' house look kind of like a mansion. It was so weird the way they shot that scene. They were yeah. like in this like dark hallway and then they see like that big like um, like hutch behind them at the table. I thought it was so cool looking. That was just something I noticed. Um, so now we see Dawson and Joey. They're leaving the Starlight Ballroom place and they're just walking home together. And he tells her that what happened was inevitable. He says, look at it from a storytelling perspective. Pacey's broading, disillusioned, tough guy persona was destined to collide with Jen's fake sexual bravada. It's inevitable. She tells him that he's the ultimate romantic. How is he not more upset about this? And he says, because it's not my business. (laughs) I was like, exactly. It's not your business. It shouldn't be your business either, Joey. You shouldn't be caring this much. (laughs) But But the truth will come out. Yes, it will. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so at this point, Joey kind of loses her mind and she tells him that they made some crazy sex pact. They're using each other. And Dawson says that we're all guilty of that. At least they're being upfront about it. Um, she's being kind of annoying. I don't know. She's acting like holier than now because it's like what they're doing isn't something that she truly believes in instead of just having an open mind. But We know that it's a lot more than that because of her feelings. But at the same time, it's like, what do you always say? Doth protest too much or whatever? Yeah, she she doth protest too much. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's it's exactly what's happening. (laughs) Um, She says, you think it's okay for two people to just let their sexual impulses run wild? And Dawson says that he thinks they made the agreement more out of wanting comfort. And she says, I'm sure that's all they were doing in your bed, Dawson, providing each other with comfort. And he says, it's not impossible. It's all we ever did. And she's like, oh, shit. (laughs) You're right. Right. Dawson's like, just give them a break. They're lonely. She says, being lonely isn't an excuse to just throw yourself at the first available warm body. Could you sleep with someone that you didn't love? And he says, no, and neither could you. But I do understand the impulse. And Joey says, what impulse? And I'm like, Joey are you like not a fucking human? Like you do not understand what, like, are you not feeling any sort of sexual desire? Did you not think that you were going to have sex with Jack when you were painting him nude? I I don't get it. So Dawson says that the impulse to put your hand out and want someone there at the end of your reach to want someone close to kiss or touch, even if it's wrong. And Joey says, that's just it, Dawson. It's wrong. If a kiss is a purely physical thing and there's nothing else behind it, what's the point? So he tells her that the point is that you can't control these feelings because they're always there. You can understand that, can't you? And she doesn't answer him. She's like, I forgot my coat. She goes, good night, Dawson. <laughs> no, she doesn't even say that. She just like mouths her. It's just like, all right, I'm leaving now. Bye. I know. She's like, I'm kind of annoyed at you right now because you're not agreeing with me. And he goes, good night, Joey. And then they part ways. So she goes back in to get her coat and she sees Pacey sitting there all alone. So she goes in, she sits down with him. And he says, if it makes you feel any better, we never slept together, not even close. And she says, it's none of my business what you did or didn't do. But secretly, I feel a lot better. (laughs) I know she does. She's like, I can sleep tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she does apologize for overreacting. 
And he says, yeah, you did overreact, didn't you? She says, don't act so smug. I'm not saying you're right or that I approve of what you guys are doing. And he says, we're doing. She goes, oh, oh, I guess so. (laughs) He says, you got your coat. What made you come back in here? And she says, Dawson, he convinced me to take pity on your poor misguided testosterone impaired self. And he goes, well, I guess I owe him another one. So they go to leave, but Penny Pretty stops them at the door and she tells them to join their next class. It's about to start. I was like, how fucking late do they do dance classes in Cape Side? Well, to me, also it's like keep in mind that it's o'clock. later in the year. Was it, Do you think it's 11? It's later in the year, so it gets darker know. earlier. So it might seem like it's late, but it might not be actually late. True. Let's say it's probably like... Seven or eight o'clock. In eight o'clock, yeah. <laughs> Maybe because I was watching it so late, I kept thinking it was so late. <laughs> Yeah, because remember, on the East Coast in the winter, it's dark by like 5.30, yeah. you know, especially after daylight savings. True. So You're it's right. probably like 7 o'clock or something. <laughs> You're right. Good point, Jamie. I'd never even thought of that. <laughs> You're <me>. welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so Joey says, I think we've done enough dancing for a lifetime. And Pacey says, like, what have we got to lose? We still got the scholarship to work for, right? So then the instructor tells them that there is no scholarship. <laughs> it's like, what? A whole week of torture for nothing. Why was this not told to them beforehand? Right? Why was it announced and then a week later, oh, this isn't happening? But she's going to give them six months free of dance classes. And I was like, just give them the fucking scholarship. You're going to lose money giving six months free of dance classes. So Joey says, And what would we do with dance lessons? And she says, the Roomba, the dance of love, or the Rumba. Is it the Roomba or the Rumba? The dance of love. A Roomba is a trash or a vacuum cleaner. cleaner, So I don't think it's Roomba. (laughs) The Rumba. It's the dance of love. And Joey says, thanks, but no thanks. I thought it was a tango. She says all of them, but I wrote the Rumba. She lists a bunch of them down. She said, yeah, she goes, the tango. The marache, the merenga, the tip tac toe, Roger <laughs> Rabbit, the Cabbage Patch Kid, the Shopper, the Soldier Boy, the Soldier Boy, <laughs> the Macarena, Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> She's just like, no thanks. Uh, and Pacey's like, don't be so hasty. We may have found our calling in this dance studio. And Joey goes, give it up. You weren't even really that good. And credits. Next episode is called First Encounters of the Close Kind. Aliens? I don't remember aliens. So I did watch the first, the opening. Yeah. And I know what it's about. So we'll see. I don't remember. But that's all right. It's when when Joey goes to college and she... Oh, she meets the boy. (gasps) Oh, this is exciting. Oh, I'm so excited. I remember it. I'm so excited. Dawson's showing his Witch Island movie at a movie thing. At a... Yeah. I don't care about Dawson. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So Joey starts dating this college kid. That's right. And then... They think she's a boy because of her name. Right. They so they pair they put her in his room basically. Um I do remember the actor who plays the part because he was in everything back then. They like date, Joey goes to see him, something happens, I don't remember, but they break up 
Pacey goes to get her, and that's when they have their first kiss. Well, anyway, any last thoughts on this episode, Jamie? I love it. I'm so excited. This is when season three really starts to get interesting for me and stuff just makes me happy. So I am pumped. I hope you guys are as pumped as I am because I'm ready. Yeah, I really, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I really liked Ford and Tango. I thought it was cute. It was easy to watch. Yeah. It had a lot of like closing some of this, some of the loose ends. And like you said, we're getting into the big storyline of season three. So I really liked it. And nobody, nobody annoyed me. And I really liked Andy, like, and Jack's storyline. It's interesting that he had the core four again, having their own storyline where Jack and Andy were sort of off on their own. So it makes me wonder again, if, the writers were really trying to just write them both off the show so that they could focus mainly on the original four. I don't know, but I, like I said before, I don't think that they would get rid of Jack at this point because he's, they, they made this whole hoopla about him coming out. And I think that it's, it's a nice transition though. Cause sometimes it's a little easier to kind of have like your focal point group. Cause we still have the original four, you know what I mean? They're, They're still primary. And then you've got these additional characters that are part of that, but they also have their own stuff going on. So I like that they're not always all together all the time, that occasionally they have their own individual stuff that's going on and it's back to the core four and then, you know, the other the other two and, and whatever. And then even like when it gets rotated around, you know what I mean? And then Joey and Pacey become their own little bubble and then everybody else is over here and then... Um, I don't know. It's like this rotation of focal it's always, point. It's always like that with, with these characters. It's I know. Interesting. But it's good though. Like I like that because it, it's not boring. Yeah. You know, there's always something that's different that's happening. And it, it's like taking a deck of cards and shuffling up the shuffling up the cards. So you're mixing up the players and who's interacting with whom and, and how. Yeah. So I I like it. All right, good. I'm glad. Well, you should be. Well, we've talked a really long time tonight, and it is nearly 1 a.m., and I really want to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, so I think we can end the episode. Um, Why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? Yeah, so my bookstagram is jlynn underscore booklover, but you can get to me through any of our devices. Beautiful. And if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And if you would like to send us any feedback or any type of story that we can read in our next episode, you can DM us or you can send us an email to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us on iTunes or Spotify. We will greatly appreciate it. Also, Creek Talkers, we just started a brand new official Facebook group. So if you're interested in joining, just click the link in any of our bios and join from there. We would love it if you did. It would be so fun. All right. And with that, thank you for listening. Yes. We hope you have a great weekend. We hope everybody had a great pride. And we will see you next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Go Mm. listen to BTS, guys. You'll love them. (laughs) (laughs) 
And Mr. Ballin, get creeped out. Yeah. Um, no, bye. No, no, no. Bye. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Talking about Dawson's Creek.